Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi. This is episode two of the video cost. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Video cost. I don't know what it's called. Video cast. Video cast. I don't know what it's called. Welcome back to Tells, Andrew Nimi. Thanks. What's happening? Thanks for having me on your show. What's happening? Your hair looks very nice today. Thank you. Face looks very pretty. Do you want to talk about that? Got some things to talk about. Yes. That's one thing. So, what, the meme? Yeah. Is it a meme? I believe so. It doesn't need to be a, a meme because it came directly from you last time we did a show. And I said, you look very pretty today. And you said, let's not talk about that. Or don't sum me up in your words or whatever the issue is. The meme reads, you look really beautiful today. And the response is... Thanks. I love compliments about my flesh prison. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Made me chuckle. Yeah. Uh, so is that the same issue? Should we be making comments on the thing that you're stuck with? <laughs> Should we be making comments on the thing that you're stuck with? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that's okay to compliment beauty. You know, like when you see a beautiful piece of art, you see a beautiful sunset, you compliment it. But it's just how often women are expected to look beautiful. I don't go, oh, you look so handsome today, just randomly. You don't? I think you do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you if you look handsome, okay. <laughs> then I will tell you. Okay. <laughs> um, so, So what's the deal? Do you think a body is a flesh prison, I guess, is the question. I don't think that's the question. No? No. What do you think the question is? Well, the other day when we were recording this, when we were about to record this, and I said, you look very pretty. And you said, don't say that for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, it's, is it, it's not necessary. Okay. Is it? I don't know. Is it, do we only do things that are necessary? I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why do you have, tell me that I'm beautiful? Um, because... Are you telling it for myself or for you? I think both. I think A, I genuinely think so. And B, to make you feel confident and good. Is there no feeling good without being beautiful? Um, no, but it seems like a free roll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the men who are super successful. Hardly the stunners of the world. Okay. I mean, they are. You know, there's the actors in Hollywood that are both handsome and successful. Fine. But there are many men and women who are. So I don't know if confidence is is it. Okay. But what's like the downside of saying that you look, you look, uh, you look very pretty. Objectification. Meaning what? That you just look at me as a thing to be admired. So should I say, you look very. Strong today and <laughs> podcast ready. Yeah, you should say you look very smart today. Hmm. You look you look very, very intuitive today. <laughs> That's right. You look very intuitive today. You seem very connected to yourself. Okay. Today. So if I say that you look pretty and I'm attracted to you, if mm-hmm. I if I say that or if I think that, mm-hmm. should I just not say it? 
Honestly, I don't care. Right. I think you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I it doesn't matter to me either way. You know? Mhm. Uh I think it's occasionally it's nice to hear that, mm-hmm. but it's not something that changes my sense of self from well, day to day. Well, you can tell me whenever you want. I like it. <laughs> that you look handsome. Sure. You look handsome today. Thanks. I see you put some gel on for your yeah, for for the the podcast. The show. It's a Sunday afternoon. But you don't think the body is a flesh prison? I guess I would need to understand what that means. What do you think it means? I don't know. I didn't write it. Do you think, (laughs) do you feel free in your body? Uh, Meaning what? Like for you to like do whatever I want or what do you mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you were a being without a body, would you be more free or less free? Probably more. So? Okay. But kind of a flesh I'm prison. more free than this couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sat here. So it's all relative. I guess so. I mean, I think, I mean, she might be saying that, was it a she that wrote that or he, that I, meme? I don't know. It's the woman responding. Uh-huh. I like that posted it. I love it when you compliment me on my flesh prison yeah so i think she might be like getting at the fact that uh i have no choice i'm in here this is this is what i have uh so it doesn't really matter whether it's like pretty to you or not right like it just is so going forward i would like you to say you look very intuitive today (laughs) maybe sometimes maybe i'll switch back and forth we'll see how that works you look very rich today (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i like that right yeah you look very wealthy I mean, today there's that phrase i feel like a million bucks right there you go so let's use that going yeah. forward you look like a million bucks you, no no you look very rich today yeah very wealthy a million's today. not enough no we've already talked about <laughs> it's this. enough for me <laughs> if you say i look like a million it's fine okay but for you i know it's not this is good. Good Good to know how we all move forward in complimenting one another on our physical I guess. appearances. I'm not going to stop. You're not going to stop? Saying you look pretty. No, it's not going to happen. Do you, think if, do you think it matters if it's me saying it or somebody else saying it? Like what if one of the viewers of the podcast, of the vlogcast, whatever this is called, uh, says uh, that you look pretty today? Is that annoying? No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not annoying to me. I think okay. it's like nice okay but it's like in the moment i'm not going to be thinking about it there you go leave a comment down below on boosie's appearance judge what about your appearance leave your judgments on both of us (laughs) both of our appearances let us know what you think okay (laughs) moving on about our flesh prisons (laughs) moving on so this week we had uh i had a run-in with both tax andrew and hangry Andrew. At the same time? That is a terrible combination. Mm-hmm. So there's this thing that happens in our household uh, once a year when Andrew has to tackle his taxes. So as you can imagine, uh, him being a traveling salesman, he has a lot of expenses, you know, receipts <laughs> and sure. such. And... Uh, Unlike some people in this household who tackle their taxes every month, 
and every quarter, mm-hmm. making sure that you know tracking expenses every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, tax Andrew <laughs> leaves it for once a year, uh, and as a result, we get a very unhappy individual. <laughs> and uh, this, yeah, sort this, of, yeah. This week, I had a run-in with a tax and hangry Andrew. That combination was not good. Yeah. I'm usually pretty chill, I would say, aside from Tax time. Uh, the occasional state that would that changes <laughs> me. So what do you think is the reason for hating doing taxes? I get yeah. What hating. is the reason for it? Yes. Um well first of all, I lose money when I do it. <laughs> So it de- so last it's, week, if you haven't listened to the podcast episode, we spoke about Andrew's sort of liquid asset goal, which is around a million dollars. And so I guess if I am putting words in your mouth, like when you have to pay taxes, that decreases the goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. Yes. So tell me how getting upset about that <laughs> <laughs> is good. You tr- you want me to answer th- to like you want me to try and justify getting upset like about anything? No, I'm just it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> okay. to me. Okay. But does that's what I'm saying like does getting upset about anything really is Makes that sense. is that really like productive? No. I don't have, I'm not sure I'm going to have the best answer about getting upset about it. Okay. But this year, I think I was better than other years. Slightly. Slightly better. Yes. We have seen an improvement in Tax Andrew. Yeah. But why, why does it bother me? Yeah. I mean, like. Is it just the loss of money or well, is it the sheer volume of receipts yeah. to it's not necessarily reconcile. yeah it's re- it's receipts it's uh, a bunch of admin work it's like needing to do a bunch of work that will inevitably be a step backwards you know because you lose a little bit of money <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it's like but that money is never yours it's too to crap that's that's true and it's it's uh it's a silly mindset for me to have um especially because as like uh, self-employed person, you're technically supposed to be paying like quarterly estimates or just pay it all at once and then like pay a fee for not paying quarterly. Right. <laughs> so again, an extra fee that I have to pay and that I have to compile the statistics for that fee, etc. cetera. Um, so yeah, it's like normally when you're doing a bunch of work, there's going to be something to show for it at the end of that work, Right. You took a step forward, so you did something productive. This is like doing a bunch of work that takes a negative hit on your overall goal, <laughs> which is quite silly because... That money is never yours to begin with. Well, that and like taxes, I mean, this isn't the right, this isn't exactly the podcast platform, but taxes are supposed to be, you know, for the, the greater good. Sure. And it's really not like the worst thing ever. Right. You know, and then you could go down the path of, well, our taxes being used as, as well as they can, yes. blah, blah, blah. But anyway. The idea of taxes is not the worst thing. Right. And like you say, there can be endless debate on how tax dollars are actually used. Sure. So and anyway, 
<laughs> angry tax Andrew makes an appearance. But I will say that once I get like firmly into the zone, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty quiet and focused on it. And uh, unless I get hungry and then you start bothering me, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and those two things happen at the same time sometimes. <laughs> so that's your fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> so hopefully we continue to improve. Um, I think I've just let it go now. I'm not quite as up in your business about getting it done when I want it done. Yeah, I mean, I think I think as our relationship continues and we learn more about each other, you'll become more acutely aware of when to take a step back from my circle of attention and, you know, walk on eggshells a little lighter. Like you do? <laughs> do I do I not do that? Maybe. Oh, I, I think like during certain times, like of the month, you mean, or what? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't help it. When I'm like, please do not touch me. Uh-huh. Stay away from me. <laughs> and you do not heed that. After a decade, you are still wanting to be as physically close as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. It's because you're so pretty, though. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, when it's you want when it's that when it's that uh, time of the month, Boosie wants no space. Yeah, she wants space. No, uh, no loving. Yeah, your body no, just no gets petting. hot. Nobody no, no needs no petting. Nobody needs to have another human body right on top of them. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's too hot. Yeah, it's too hot. You don't so, want to be comforted. No, I don't need comfort. I just need room. Yeah. Space. Well, that's how I feel during taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess we learned something this week mm-hmm. about one another, so that's good. I saw a clip yesterday, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was saying that on her wedding day, her mother-in-law said to her, "Ruth, uh, do you want to know the secret to a happy marriage?" And she said, "Yes, of course, I want to know what the secret to a happy marriage is." And the mom-in-law said, you just have to be deaf sometimes. Mm. You know, just, you become deaf. If a harsh word is spoken, if a falsehood is said, you know, you just grow a little deaf sometimes. (laughs) And that will be a secret to a happy marriage. And she was saying how she used that with her colleagues in the Supreme Supreme Court Court as well. Mm. So, um, yeah. An American, an American legend. I mean, that's kind of similar to the to the previous conversation. You know, to know when to like if if you enter my circle of agitation during <laughs> tax time, <laughs> and I say something agitated. Yeah, no, that's why I didn't take any offense. I mm-hmm. was just like, it's your fault for not being deaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault for not being deaf. Did you know anything about her? Did you learn about Ruth Bader Ginsburg in school? Not nearly as much as I wish I did. Mm. So do you think she should have retired when before she was 87? Um, it depends like what you mean by should she have. Um, would I think, do I think it probably would have been a more strategic move? Politically? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, probably. But it's like so tough to 
make that suggestion um, as somebody who's outside of her skin. Right. Um, because that's like just sort of her entire embodiment is that work, mm-hmm. you know, ever since she started the pursuit, which is a long life of that sort of a thing. That sort of spirit probably is like what propelled her in the first place and allowed a, a lot of her work to be accomplished, mm. you know, in, uh, in a situation where like the statistics were against her, you know, and especially like doing as much work as she was able to do right. um, as a woman in a, in a very male dominated world. So it's tough to like get somebody to make that shift, especially like after they've lived their entire life, only knowing that sort of a pursuit and that sort of a drive, mm-hmm. you know, and that sort of a life. So pretty tough to, uh, you know, convince somebody of that, you know, like on paper. Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah. Um, but to convince somebody of that, is pretty tough and it's like you know we were talking a little bit it's like there's all sorts of super competitive athletes that um you know are so reluctant to retire just because competition is their entire being you know it's like basically how they derive all of their worth and they think they're just meant to do that at least for the time being until they like physically can't do it anymore Mm. so you know you see that pretty often um i don't think it's too different from I think like what, uh, you know, like how she sort of viewed herself and like her, her role in the world and her job. So there's that. And maybe she also felt like that's like where she, it's like probably what kept her alive to some, to some degree, you know, like that sort of being in the mix every day. If you look at a guy like Doyle Brunson who plays poker in, in, uh, in Bobby's room at the Bellagio still like all the time, uh, he he'll say that like it's what keeps me you know feeling young mm-hmm. um that sort of like being in the mix and being in the competition and uh what keep like yeah what keeps me sharp i think he would say so pretty tough pretty tough to uh get somebody to step aside you know when it's like their lifeblood and their entire being who makes the decision that one should retire anyway you know so who should make that call do you think well i think maybe it shouldn't necessarily be a lifetime appointment i agree so then we wouldn't have to make the decision we wouldn't have to make the call Mm. yeah i mean it's hard because people's mental capacity is going to be different throughout one's life but if you are talking about someone like doyle brunson Mm -hmm. if he makes a decision that is flawed him alone suffers you know, he alone yeah. suffers versus somebody who's a uh, representative or making decisions for the greater good or the masses. Well, maybe Todd Brunson suffers too. A little less inheritance for him. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Mrs. Mrs. Brunson <laughs> might not get the nicest Escalade on the market. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the reach or the impact yes, of that, indeed. I, I think. I mean, even regular jobs today what is the age 65 my mom's a preschool teacher and retirement is 65 Mm. um i don't think she should retire yet i think she's pretty young and sprightly sure but you know i guess who who determines that the powers that be 
65 the time i think your mom needs to step down i think we need (laughs) we need to find a replacement uh yeah before it's too late (laughs) before it's too late i don't know what before she can't hopscotch (laughs) she can't hopscotch with her kids Mm -hmm. Mm. i guess so i'll I'll let her know okay thank you all right so let's uh have a look at some listener feedback shall we let's do it so we're using the youtube's comments life in taiwan said nice good to see you guys back thanks life in taiwan Somebody whose username is AskWhy says, I found you guys by mistake today, but are there any mistakes really? Mm. Deep <laughs> thoughts happening in the YouTube comments. Thank you, YouTube, for finding AskWhy and marrying us. Andrew, 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 unless you want your name to be mud when boosie asks what did you miss most about america the answer is always you baby you baby thank you ekw Hmm. yes i'm just gonna hot that comment right now (laughs) did you uh uh when when you asked me when i was when i was in mexico and what did i miss the most were you on some level hoping i would say you no i already know it's true you already know that you are the thing that I missed the most. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Is that? No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I want, I wanted that answer. Okay. That I was the no? thing that you missed the most. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty wealthy today, so <laughs> I don't think I need, I needed your validation. No. Okay. That you, I was the thing that you missed. Yeah. The most. Okay. Good. But I think that is a great standard answer so my name my name was not going to be mud according to ekw555 and another question he says uh another comment he says pro tip don't buy a private plane leasing one when you need to use it makes much better financial sense and i said i wholly agree with that um i didn't know that that was an option you know in south africa leasing is was not a big thing you know leasing cars uh you always bought your car so yeah, just leasing it and sending it back was not an option. So the more you know. Do you feel envious that you haven't been on a private plane so far in your life? Envy? Uh, not, not envious. Because who am I envious you, towards? More, more successful go-getters out there in the world. No. Do you feel sad? No, I do not feel sad either. Do you feel anxious? No, definitely not anxious. Okay. Yeah, uh, actually, I was when the book I was reading called How to Think Clearly, he said envy is easily the dumbest emotion that we have <laughs> okay. because jealousy is always a triangle, he says, right? So you, if, you, if you and I were guys and the girl was calling you, then I am jealous of you that she called you because that's what I want. But envy is just like, me without your circumstances wanting the thing that you have okay and he says that's really silly because you can completely control that like envy is just like this one-to-one relationship Mm -hmm. right and you have complete control it's not like there's a third person who's into you and we're both what six foot and they could technically be into me too okay 
So that was really interesting. But no, I'm not envious okay. of not being on a private plane. Would it be nice? Yes. I think the reason is I know today that that experience is going to be great, but fleeting. You know, the joy that I'm going to feel about having ridden on a pli- private plane is not going to be around Maybe. 40 years from now. Yeah, but every time somebody asks you if you've ever been on a private plane, you can say yes instead of no and be less embarrassed. <laughs> First of all, nobody's ever asked me whether I've been on a private plane. No. So, yeah, I, it's not something that I... You don't, you don't worry that somebody might ask you if you've ever been on a private plane? <laughs> <laughs> I think, and you have to embarrassingly <laughs> say no. I think there are much better things uh, to worry about, and uh, private okay. planes are not one of them. Okay, happy to hear it. So we met a couple of friends downtown Las Vegas. Uh, it is getting busier and busier downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Eureka. Apparently, Andrew's Andrew and my friend thinks that Andrew is the burger and beer guy. <laughs> Way in. Burger and craft beer guy. Okay. Burger and craft beer guy. Yeah. Uh, we went to Eureka and had some burgers and craft beer and then rode the city bikes again. Love it. Love those city bikes. And uh, went to Abel Baker this time. We did. And got some craft brews. And the morning after was brutal. Was it brutal? Like you were hungover properly or what? Yeah, and I was even conscious to try and pick beers with the lowest percentage. Mm-hmm. You're just getting old. Can't handle it. <laughs> Can't hack. Can't hack a good night out anymore. So now you... It's time for you to hang them up. So now you're dissing my flesh prison? It's time for you to retire. <laughs> so you're dissing my flesh prison now. My beautiful flesh prison. You're calling it old and... And can't looks keep up. Can, looks can be deceiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was a a fun night, but yeah, Saturday uh, morning was a slight struggle. I was definitely tired. I wasn't hungover though. Is it hungover tired? I maybe if maybe it would fall into the category, but I genuinely, I, I gen, gen, generally equate a hangover with a headache and anxiety slash nausea being nauseous i had two beers and i was definitely anxious on saturday morning that's right so i was fine yeah i think i was good i'm ready to go let's go (laughs) well uh but yeah that was a good time good to see old friends Mm -hmm. um they moved back from chicago yeah because vegas is best it's got a lot going for it no, uh, there was an earthquake the other day in California. We didn't feel it. There's no tarantulas here like there are in Mexico. <laughs> that tarantula really scarred you, huh? It did. All right. Well, I think that's about all we have time for on this episode of Tells. Okay. Do you have any questions? Do you want to read more comments? Do you want to read a couple more comments? Alicia wants to know, evil pie over pizza rock? Really? Question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation. I said an emphatic Yes. Mm-hmm. Alicia. Pizza, um, Pizza Rock. Pizza Rock window really service. Not, really is not bad. Good. Whole Pizza Rock pizzas, <laughs> I'm good with. Yeah. I think I'm just a pizza slice kind of girl. Just, yeah, you just like a good I'm slice. I'm not a whole pie kind of girl. Right. So wherever the best slice is, that's where you'll find me. Yeah. 
So definitely like more variety of slices at Evil Pie, which is something that you rate highly. Right. I mean, the veggie pizza at Pizza Rock is probably one of the best I've ever had. What about the, uh, the situation at Secret Pizza where you can add your own toppings to the slice? You a fan of that or you just... I'm not a fan of that. Too complicated? Too much, too much effort. Yeah. How yeah. do I know whether your mushroom are the, the best mushrooms <laughs> that day? It's just too much effort. Well, I mean, you go to a restaurant, you kind of want like a professional chef to make you something. You don't want to be like... Just pick three toppings and put them on the damn pizza and that's good. That's good. All right. Evil pie. Still the uh, top of the heap. <laughs> Alicia unsubscribes, stops <laughs> listening to this podcast Maybe she's never been to Evil Pie. Maybe. Let us know, Alicia. But maybe Alicia is just a pie kind of girl. And she likes to, you know, experience that same flavor in the entire pie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She'll let us know, though. Meet us for a slice of evil pie, Alicia. <laughs> Discuss this further. So, yeah. And then, you know, we have the text messages, 702-690-9299, where you can text or call. We didn't get any voicemails? We got pictures of sweatpants shorts. Oh, we did. Yeah. Jean-Francois has now three pairs of favorable sweatpants shorts. Good move. And that was the single message we received this week. All right, cool. No, I lie. I lie. My goodness. I lie. I'm so sorry. There's a text message. A listener with the area code 919 (laughs) says, I love seeing the notification on YouTube. Happy to see you both back creating content together. Fun fact, I introduced Back to the Future to my kids this weekend. They loved it. Back to the Future 2 is on the schedule for Friday. Keep up the good work. Excellent. My response was, I am hiding this message from Andrew or else that will be my Friday night. Yeah, that reminds me. We need to watch Back to the Future (laughs) 2. It's now Sunday. There's no time to watch movies. There's plenty of time. So, yes. And in addition to sweatpants shorts, Photographs. We still have a couple of pairs available. Favorableapparel.com. Okay. Cop yourself a pair of sweatpants shorts. Get them if you want to get comfy. Yeah. Any last words, Andrew Nimi? That's it. I'm out. All right. Thanks for watching. And if you have any questions, you have any topics that you'd like us to cover, um, write to us. Hello at tellspodcast.com or text us 702-690-9299. Adios. Bye. Bye.